Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Before we begin, we gotta talk about business. Make sure you're following us on social media at Dabbling and Dribbling. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And make sure you're subscribed to us wherever you listen to podcasts, which is SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. That's where we're at. Make sure you follow us, slide into our DMs. We like talking to you, and we like, you know, sliding back into your DMs. That's cool. Very sexual. Very sexual. Um, speaking of sex, this was a very love-heavy episode. Yeah. We, we talked about love a lot. We did, and it wasn't even because it's nearing Valentine's Day. It just kind think. of happened to be that way, because we were talking about... Well, we talked about nonsense, mm-hmm. and then we talked about death, because I was in NOLA, mm-hmm. and then we talked about um, some grimy stuff, specifically Cardi B and Offset, and that kind of ta- that tumbled into our love yes, section. we took a free ride on the love train. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I, I liked where we ended up. Still some things to parse out, you yeah. know, always thinking around these things. I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think this is like a new undertaking of it, if it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then our basketball section, we it's, we talked about the All-Star Draft, which was live between LeBron James and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. um, and how great it was. That was really good. <laughs> it was awesome. That was primetime entertainment. Right. And then we dive into Ben Simmons. Just talked about him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I think that was it, right? Did we talk about something else? Uh, more or less. We talked a little bit about the AD trade. Or oh, lack just like the trade, or just the trade deadline in general. Yeah. Just some updates on that. Um, and, and just kind of understanding caps and stuff. Like we explained it a little bit better. Yeah. And LeVar Ball's back. Uh, <laughs> I'm so over it. You got a hashtag. Ugh. I gave him a hashtag. Great. Awesome. We're we're better off for it, I guess. If you're here because of LeVar Ball. Thanks for being here. I can't. Bye. Get out. <laughs> well, why don't we get into this episode? Because it's a good one. Our dope people are dope. And uh, I don't know. Let's keep it moving, huh? Let's do it. All right. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode number 71. Nice. How are you doing, bud? I'm great. Yeah? I am stellar. Kill, killing it? I, I'd like to think so. As always. Yeah, how about you? <laughs> um, I am recovering yeah. from uh, going to NOLA with my girls Ooh. that I grew up with. It was my friend's 30th. Um, let's just say I know I've gained weight because I ate like I was a teenage boy mm. going in, through puberty. Like that's on the football team. On the football team, mm-hmm. and yeah, on the football team mm-hmm. and basketball team. It was just, it was on every team. Three sport athlete. Three puberty, sport athlete. Puberty. Yeah. Need to bulk up because I I I I made it to varsity my freshman year, but like, I I needed I need to be bigger. More playing time. More playing time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also drank as though it was my twenty first birthday. Mm-hmm. So. My body hates me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get those calories in yeah, there. But uh, all the energy for days. I know. I mean, like, I feel super, ugh, like, bloated and. Mm. All those po boys, the shrimp po boys. I and... had one shrimp po boy. So much gumbo, so much gumbo. There oil, it is. So much shrimp. Did you go to a, crab. a crab oil or a Yeah, a we had shrimp a crab oil. oil. We call them a crab, crawfish, Craw, crawfish broil. broil. Yeah. So it was a bunch of different things. We went to a cooking class that like taught us how to cook different like gumbo, jambalaya, nice. um, which That's I nice. always had an idea how to do, but like 
So they would, so this this old lady from New Orleans, or mm. she called it New Orleans. Um, she called it New Orleans. Yeah. I, I ain't even mad at you. It's your town. It's do your what t- you want. What do I know? She's old, old white lady with white hair, and she was talking about how like the history of New Orleans and like mm-hmm. cooking. And she was, and she's up front cooking. It's she's like Martha Stewart cooking in front of the audience. Yeah. There's like mirrors on the top, so you can see how she's doing everything and everything that she cooks. You eat. Does Martha do that? No. Do you get to eat what no, they make? No, but this is like better than Martha. And this was a very woke uh-huh. cooking class because they like acknowledge slavery and like all the, the influence of like black slaves. Was this televised? No, but I oh, wish it okay. was. I was going to say, this would not make any money. <laughs> no, this would make no money in New Orleans. This is not lucrative, but it no, sounds this... like a more intimate uh, experience. Yeah, it, there was like 40 of us, but we were all just sitting in tables, like talking, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we like walked around a ton. We did some cemetery tours, which is like one of my favorite things because I love cemeteries. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, in New Orleans, you can't bury your dead underground. Because of the floods. Well, because like you go two feet down and you hit water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so they have like, to go in those cream crematory like mausoleum type. Yeah. Situations. So all their grave is like up, up, you know, above ground. Yeah. So. I saw that in some Lil Wayne and uh, like whatever those guys were called, the Cash Money Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in money. their in their videos, they Young used money. to be Young Money. They used to be out there in those cemeteries. I was like, oh. Yeah, Lafayette Cemetery is like one of the big ones. Dang. Yeah. And it's like they don't have room for all those people, though. No, so like they, it's, they, it, so they told us how they did it. Like so, each mausoleum has about depending on how how big the foundation is. Mm-hmm. On average, two two people can fit in each one. Sure, and so and you can have a year and a, a day to add more people to the thing because what they do is they take the coffin out mm-hmm. and like take the remains that are left and just put it in there, put it in the mausoleum, and then put the next body in the coffin and put it in. Because, you know... Consolidation. Because that's how you consolidate. Uh, so, a year and a day. A year so, and a if day. someone dies, you're kind of like, for the sake of the value, uh-huh. thinking someone else has to go soon. Sure. It's really expensive, too. Like, I'm apparently, sure. it's like $600,000 for, like, some of the best properties. Well, I assume they bury people out in the places away from the River Delta, also, where you can... No, but, like, the, the action... No, th- like, literally, they don't have underground cemeteries. But you can't stack, you can't stockpile all these people above ground. In yes, the city, you can. In the city of New Orleans? Yes, you can. You have enough There's room lo- to put all your dead. Because what they do is like they take the coffin out, take the remains in it, which is essentially dust at that point. Yeah. And you just continue doing that. Wait, so you have a year and a day until you can put someone in there or a year and a day until... You have to put the... I, maybe I'm misunderstanding. Like, a year and a day is the time it takes for the body to decompose, and then they put in a new... Thing. Right, yes. But if... So, say, like, I die. That's so funny, a year and a day. That's... I mean, that's your thing. Like, say I die, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, whatever. And we have decided to share a mausoleum for the rest of our lives together, because that's what you and uh-huh, I do. Uh-huh. And you die, like, six months later, because you're just, like, so sad that your best friend died. Right. That happens. I got a real bad heartburn. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I had real hard heartburn. Wrigley, come here, buddy. Um, he keeps... Anytime someone's over, he looks at that damn treat treat jar. Anyway. Uh-huh. And so say you die six months later. Uh-huh. You, you're still allowed to be in the, in my mausoleum, yeah. but you are literally... There's another place in most most cemeteries that uh-huh. you could be placed in as a placeholder uh, yeah. until that time comes for you to be in, in the mausoleum. Once you've decomposed. And I don't think it's like a decomposing thing. I think it's... Because I think bodies decompose faster. 
I think they can. I think they decompose slower. Really? Yeah, I just feel like it takes a human body. Well, it depends on what they put in it, maybe. Right, maybe how it's embalmed and stuff right, like right. that. I don't know. I, I just don't. I have this theory. I just feel like if you have an infinite amount of time yeah. on this earth, the earth never de- decays and mm-hmm. never destroys. Let's say it lives forever. Yeah. We are on this planet and we're at 8 billion now. Right. We will be at probably 30 billion in the next X years, right? Right. So in that time, you have what percentage of the Earth is land mass versus mm. water? It's like twenty five percent. Sure, sounds right. So if you only have twenty five percent of land to work with, you have to start at some point thinking you're using up all this land. Yeah. And you got dead bodies. If you're insisting upon honoring people and not cremating them, yeah. Shouldn't we just have? Kind of like this consolidation method. Yeah. Like a like a cube storage for... Humans. Humans. And human deads. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, that makes sense to me. I want to personally be cremated because why? Just cremate me. I it's agree. It's cheaper. Like, you know how expensive funerals are? Like, mm-hmm. no. Wait, wait, wait. With the cremation part, isn't it... Doesn't it cost about the same to cremate versus a casket and all that stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I've never had to cremate anyone. I've definitely had to bury friends and family. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that all like. I've never be, seen the bill for that though. Uh, it, it could be anywhere between like ten to, like twenty thirty thousand dollars, depending on what the issue is. Like I, I know a family friend of ours was pretty up there because not only were they they had a casket here and a and a wake here, but the funeral itself was in India, so they had to trip travel the body from. Um, from America to India. Yeah, that would have been easier if they were ashes. Yeah, it would have been. Mm. Um, but it's so interesting because, like, growing up, my parents and my family have always said, like, you're always going to be buried, you're always going to be buried. Like, even though the Hindu community, it's mostly cremation um, mm. in the Hindu in the Hindu religion, but in the Christian religion, how I grew up, um, you have to be buried because that is, like, that's the only way that you can be with God or like yeah, if yeah, God's yeah. second coming and all the Jesus second coming and all these different things. He wants to see you in the flesh, right. so to speak. And so I, <laughs> Keep it I together. Was, yeah, whatever. Some like BS about those things. And for me, I'm just kind of like, okay, I mean, I, we can probably bring it back down to like capitalism and someone needing to make money, which is why the church said X, Y, or Z. That's a good point. Um, is in my opinion. That's, I'm, I don't know. Interesting. Just, I just think that's where that's come Interesting. from. Interesting. But then recently I found out that our church decided the church I grew up in decided that cremation was okay because they're loose they don't have enough space in um in the church cemeteries. There it is. And I'm just like There it is. Yeah, are y'all dumb? Dollars like, and cents. And, Dollars and cents. And so and like so it's like then I'm just like so it's not theological that you you know made this decision. We were doing good on the business model, but now now we just literally just don't have the space. space. Um, and so I just like look at that as if like, you want to get cremated, it's cool <laughs> now. In fact, we almost encourage it. <laughs> um, that's that's so interesting. But yeah, I do think this stemmed from a conversation I had with some folks years ago, in which they were asking whether it was okay to for someone to go in a, you know, Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know how people walk through there all the time because yeah. it's like a nice cemetery. It. It's yeah. a beautiful place. So people take walks. I've ran, I've ran through that. Yeah. And it, it's taken on a, an aura that is not so solemn and, you know, cadavers just around, you right. know, it's, it's like a park almost. Yeah. So the idea of someone being at someone else's headstone 
and picnicking there. We debated whether yeah, or not that was okay or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it, I think it like it means different things for different people, right? Like, I don't know. If it's your family feel, member. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, it's still kind of. I mean. But what if it's your great 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 family member? Can you picnic on their? Uh, I mean, you never you, met them. If you know stories about them, like. If you if know I stories ever, about them, like if I had kids and we went to India, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would take them to see my grandparents' gravestone. Okay. Because you let the kids play on the gravestone. No, we would be at church and then go next to the church where their gravestone is and be like, "Hey, this is your great grand, your great grandparents." Yeah, and um, if and if your kids wanted to either picnic on it or pour out a little liquor on it, yeah, it they be... wouldn't do that because they would be shunned. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are things that see that's that's some white BS you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, brown people don't do that. Nonsense. I've seen it in movies. <laughs> so <laughs> was I've, it all white people that did it? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like if uh, it's your there's prerequisites to that because if you walk through a park, uh-huh. a cemetery like Greenwood, uh-huh. and you see people laying out there with a picnic blanket by the gravestone, uh-huh. and they've got food out yeah. and they're eating, are you gonna ask you and I? I just know are not going to ask them. Hey, is that your relative? No. Like we're not going to think to yeah, do it, right? Yeah. So the prerequisite is it's your relative, and you have to know some stories about them. Sure. That's what I'm hearing. Because like I've gone to graves, like so I've had a couple of friends that have died, you know, at young ages, and so when I go back home to Chicago, I visit their grave <clears throat> mm-hmm. site every single time. Yeah. And like you know, I have flowers or like you know something, and I like it's weird because I talk to the headstone. Yeah, like, sure. As like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know. People do that. Yeah. Um, it's weirdly, like, cathartic to do that. Yeah. Um, I do it with when I go see my grandparents. Um, I only have one living grandparent, so I do it to the other three. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I just think it's weird to just hang in. The, like, it's one thing to, like, hang out and, like, whatever. I don't know. It's It's weird. I don't know the answer to this. Uh, yeah, so I was just raising the point that we went on from that conversation that I said, you know, I just feel like people should be buried or they should be put. How did I? Put, they got so mad at me for this. Oh, Two my of God. Them. What did you say? There, was, there were there were uh, there's four of us and one of them took my position and the other two <laughs> were just just uh, what's the word? Bewildered. They. Uh-huh. I think the point that I was trying to make was if you have all these people Mm -hmm. that you need land for, then you should just either cremate or it should just be a thing or people should be in storage facilities like you stack them as high as you want to kind of like a big Mm. thing and you just put them in like, oh, she's on fourth floor chamber B. Yeah, that sounds that feels very cold. Right. That, okay. Like that right. second statement feels very cold. Right. Yeah. Right. And they were like, "Because when you say storage facilities, I'm, th- I'm literally thinking about like Manhattan storage. Yes, like, that's <laughs> what, like a mini cube. Like right. a mini cube. Yeah. You you some someone died in your family. Okay, that's fine. We'll send a cube over, put them in the cube, and then we'll take them up. Well, I'm thinking ahead. I'm just thinking ahead. I mean, ahead. you are you are a Renaissance man. They were so. like they were like they said we'll always have space for bodies. I said. No, 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 no. Listen, we already <laughs> clear off space for cemeteries and then those get full and then the church service tells you we cremate now. It's cool now. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, at some point we're not going to have space. Right. But we'll have space. I'm like, what year do you think 
I'm talking about right now. Like tomorrow, <laughs> they're like, or like they're like. I think you're talking about a thousand years from now. Like, right? Okay, think five thousand years from now. That's right. what I'm asking you to do. Right. <laughs> so I it's like it's. But either way, dying is cool. Everybody's doing it. So I. There's one thing that's guaranteed is your first breath and your last breath. Those are the two things that are guaranteed. It in comes life. for all of us. Amen. Think big picture. Have no regrets. Yes. Uh, speaking of regrets, mm. um, uh, we have a, a president who did the State of the Union address. I'm just saying regrets in that he that he exists. Yeah? Yeah. He just did a State of the Union address, and it was bad. I didn't really watch it. Don't know anything about it. I'm over it. <laughs> who is this person I'm talking to right now? Hang on a second. I don't really care. First of all, first of all... <laughs> I, I legit did not see Wait a, a single clip of the State of the Union address. Right. How am I going to get my news I if you're not you. keeping up on what's Literally, going on? I was just like, what are you going to scold me about right now? Right. How am I supposed to stay informed if you're not watching all your I know, stuff? All I know is that Nancy Pelosi did a clapping thing that made it look like an F you to... to Forty-five, uh-huh. like a clap and, it was, and it was a clap. Like she was clapping, mm-hmm. but she was just kind of like a mock clapping, like a, like a mock clapping. Like oh, good for you. Yeah, kind of like you a small little man. Yeah, yeah. So there was that. A lot of the congresswomen wore white in solidarity of people who were sexually assaulted or any. Sort Why of sexu- is that the color? Do we know? Um, or lack thereof. Um, I think there's a. I mean, a lot of congresswomen also wore white when they were sworn in because it's like a, a it was, it's like a tradition of sign of power and like, I don't know, I don't know the answer white to that. White power. It makes um, sense. I wish it was a different color. That's fine. I mean, white looks good on people. people I mean, you're wearing white right now, and yeah, I'm wearing it, white. It brings out the tone and the color in people's cheeks. Yeah. That cheeks. Yeah, I genuinely didn't watch a thing. He said things. I'm. He lied about things. I'm sure, and I'm sure people refuted the things that he said but I'm also sure that people don't believe that too can I tell you what I'm, so that's where I'm at in life <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm most proud of and I thought about tell this me. 2018 early 2018 I just feel like maybe it was 2017 I watched so much YouTube TV I don't watch TV because I don't have a TV but I have a laptop and on my laptop I have access to YouTube with TV Channels, so I would watch the late night shows, sure. and those late night shows used to feed into all the things, all the things that were Stephen, just bothering Stephen me. Stephen Colbert is very, very good at that. Stephen Colbert was my go-to. Then I had some Seth Meyers going on. If oh, I Seth wanted Meyers to, another good one. I mm-hmm. go into some Jimmy Kimmel every once in a while, mm-hmm. and then who's the other one? Who? Did, oh yeah, and Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. So like between all these, I was like, oh, what happened last night? And sometimes I watch them multiple times. You know what, what you should watch? What? Hasan Minhaj's no, Patriot Act. You're the fifteenth person to tell me that. And if and as a brown person, you should be supporting. My brown people. There was an episode of that based on the hype beast culture yep. that I, I should watch, but you I'll get to it eventually. You should absolutely watch it. Well, I, I, I only watch stuff after the hype dies down. So I got to wait. I got to wait six months. But uh, in that, man, I wasted so much time on the politics around this one person and his administration. And now uh, I've just come to recognize that he's going to do State of the Unions and there's going to be some bullshit that comes out. And I really don't want to feed into the the ratings and the propaganda machine. What was I doing on the day of... I was doing something on the day of the... 
of oh yeah i was judging a oratory competition for our martin luther king week and i felt like i was mm-hmm. using my time much better yes. doing that yes than watching the nonsense <sighs> so, locus of control yeah. locus of control I, I, you know what at the end of the day the root question is answered for me is he an idiot yeah is he a bad <laughs> president for sure would we be better off with someone else in command it really depends on who but he is not the answer yeah and i mean and there's more people coming up in the ranks of the democratic party cory booker announced that he was going to be running um there is a um i think he's a mayor or maybe he's a no i think he's the mayor of the governor of virginia oh he's resigned didn't he didn't didn't blackface boy uh resign we talked about him last week Keep going. Uh, no, they're the first gay presidential candidate in the Democratic Party Ooh. is also running. Young guy from Indiana, um, South Bend, I believe. Maybe South Bend. Um, so, I mean, there's just a lot of people in the pool currently for the Democratic Party. And I just hope we, and I hear Bernie's deciding to, I hear Hillary is thinking about it. I need Hillary to sit down. Unleash um, the Clinton. No, uh, the Virginia governor is still in place jesus christ he vows to stay in office that sounds terrible um but yeah so yeah so i just figured hey state of the union happened i didn't watch it and i'm sorry that i failed you as a friend and as your new source i'll do better next time actually no i won't <laughs> i will not yeah hey, I <laughs> and not i need judging. you to be okay with that i'm not judging except you all. were except no, you were no. sir i said that in jest i say uh, <laughs> i'm glad that you? you did the poetry <laughs> instead of that yeah garbage. and the guy who won was a guy from uh chicago so chicago man. chicago um i figured we should talk a little bit about the grammy news yeah uh first things first so i found out that j-lo was asked to do a motown tribute because uh, I don't know why. I guess it's like the some some year of Motown and they wanted to celebrate it. Um, and I got really confused as to why they asked J-Lo to do that. She's black. She is? Yeah, she said the N-word on that Ja Rule song. She did? Yeah. Wait, what? She did. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. My brain is actually breaking. That happened. Wait, she, wait hold on. Hold on. Early 2000s. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I saw the performance. It was she did Murder. good. She had uh, Smokey Robinson come came out. The Smokey. Yep. Uh, Neo came out, and so did Alicia Keys. So she had a lot of black performers help her on okay, top of, okay, and okay. it was very. It, she did a great job. The performance was good. It, she didn't. She Jayla. played homage well. But I was just so confused Jayla. that like you couldn't like think of like any black artist to do we, Motown. We, do we have black people who can sing soulfully? Yeah, just Is anybody. That a thing? Anybody. Is that a, do we have any? That we're really struggling. Bueller. (laughs) Really struggling. You know, it's hard to find black people who uh, are talented, talented, Talented. soulful voices who are not categorized as alternative uh, rock. rock. Yeah. Oh, wait. (laughs) Sorry. We don't classify black people as alternative because they're black. We put them in R&B. Right. Oh, actually, then anybody will do. Yeah, seriously. So, but they chose J Lo because I don't know why, mm. and I don't feel like I. I remember watching. I watched it, and I was just like, because I watched it like after the performance. I'm like, okay, so it's not a bad performance. Everyone's saying it's a good performance. She did rock it. She was singing. That's great. She was dancing like a champ. Which are we at all surprised? Um, so no. she does, and she killed it. So that's there. But and and she didn't mock Motown in a way that was mo- like you know and not to say that other like other artists are not in- influenced by motown and jazz and blues and all those other things right but i just thought it was such an interesting choice for the 
you know, Grammy, mm-hmm. Grammy Academy to be doing that. Well, I'm looking at the headlines from Huffington Post and CNN and just basically everybody's saying Jennifer and Smokey are saying anybody who's upset about this, they can go kick rocks. This is essentially what these headlines say. Um, you, know, you know, honestly, I would I would agree because if she did a poor job in the performance, mm-hmm. I'd be like, like, you can't be saluting Motown and like doing a mediocre job. She did a good job. Thousand, like I will give it that. Mm-hmm. But could a Beyonce or a Jennifer Hudson do a better job? Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, Jennifer and Hudson's this, and a then, great. Yeah, great and, not, call. and not to knock on J Lo because she's she's killing it. Yeah. She's killing the game. Um, yeah. She was she's dancing, still my number one. And I'm like, I hope that I look like that now. <laughs> like uh, you know, I'm just like Jennifer I, will uh, be seventy looking like that, and we're all just gonna say. Why? How? <laughs> what are you doing? It's that Puerto Rican blood. I'm it can't you. be all it is. I know Puerto Ricans that don't look like that. <laughs> this is this is uh, also, I would say, Smokey looks really good too. Yeah. Good job, Smokey, holding it together. Um, during I, the gram. Okay, go ahead. Continue. I was, was, was going to say the I was listening to some underground hip hop lately. Ooh. And just like go in and out of my phases, and right now I'm in a. a stage where i'm listening to a lot a lot of black british rappers oh and they are like i love the verses i love the references that are sometimes a little different than what i'm used to because it's got a a uk reference sure. in it, and i'm like what is that oh okay, okay, okay. Uh, so i like the complexity and the layering and the, i'm thinking that thing originated in the bronx and harlem mm-hmm. and made its way all the way over to the uk where black people identify with this also and indian people and people in africa all over the world it got in exported East, in china like, exported it's everywhere straight yeah. out of the bronx like j-lo right and it made its way all the way around the world right. and, and then i was at the gym listening to some shuffle stuff on spotify no, I was on YouTube mm-hmm. listening to a Jay-Z song. Mm. And then it went into a cover that Ash, Asher Roth did of a Jay-Z song. And I actually like the Ash Roth version oh, better. Okay. And, the, and I'm thinking to myself, this. and then the next song came on. It was Asher Roth with Slick Rick. And Why I didn't know. you pointing a gun at me every time you talk about, Sorry. about rapping? Is that like your gun violence and <laughs> rapping? <laughs> it's just my hand gestures go into mode. Um, so, okay, but, yeah, but Slick saying. Rick and Asher Roth did a song together, and I looked at the video clip of it, and I thought, Asher Roth is this white kid mm. who is who's doing something that was originally black, mm. but it stuck with him enough that he said, "I want to do that too." Mm-hmm. So, really, who am I, and what license do I have to tell white bread from Ohio? that he can't do what Boogie Down from the Bronx was doing because it's really, once music is out there, it's a license for anybody to emulate. Sure. So, I mean, I don't know. So, and I, I think, I you know, know, I look at, I think there's a huge, a huge, um, there's debates around, like, who's allowed to rap, who's allowed to do R&B and hip-hop and soul and things like that. And there's people like Miley Cyrus who uses it as a, when when she used to do you know her twerking situation as a prop and as a as a costume and then there's people like bruno mars who i think does it because he's like actually been influenced by it and is and has talent behind it and all those things too so i think it's like a it's a it's a it's a delicate balance right because i think at the end of the day most music was started by people of color like most music genres were started by people of color Specifically, black people. I just want to say, Smokey's hand is dangerously in a, a way 
Similar to that preacher's hand on Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. No, his hand was very close to his booty or her booty. Right? You're talking about the booty? Or the yeah, booty? it's just not, it's not a far cry from the upper part of that booty. Right. I mean, have you, you've seen her booty before, right? It's not like... It's like when someone bumps into my boobs, I'm just like, it's okay. It's there. So My boobs bumped into you is what you're saying. Right. It's just as much my fault as yours. Wow. 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 wow, wow. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. Jill did not ask for that. Um. No, one's con- no one's having a controversy about that hand, I'm assuming. It's actually not that far down. I just remember that preacher with Ariana Grande feeling very uncomfortable. But Smokey looks comfortable. Jayla looks fine. Um, Smokey still a- got it, man. So... One of the bigger, it's not even a controversy, but one of the things that people have been talking about is that Cardi B won Best Rap Album of the Year for Invasion of Privacy, and she's the first solo female artist to win that category as a Grammy. Can I guess who probably had an opinion about that? Who do you think had an opinion? Probably Nicki Minaj. Well, she hasn't said anything as of now, which means she probably has an opinion and doesn't know, doesn't know so she should just probably shut that's, her mouth. That's good. Because Remy Ma... Lil Kim, Missy Elliott, all congratulated her. Yeah, and were like, "Yes, sis, finally, uh, praise God, Amen." I'm surprised Missy didn't get that. But. Well, Missy should be getting a Video Vanguard Award because have you seen all of her videos? It is yeah. Vanguard worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, so when she won, of course she was shocked, um, um, and she went up, and she went up with uh, Offset. I'm sorry, who? Wait, her husband. Wait, I thought they got a divorce. They were getting a divorce, and they went to the Grammys together. Why? Because I think they're trying to work it out. Work what out? It. (laughs) Alex is so, like, you're so perplexed. I'm looking at pictures of her on stage right now. Mm -hmm. Looking just gorgeous. Her performance, Mm -hmm. my God, I'm so attracted to her in a sexual way. And in a regular way. But also in a certain way. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just looking at this picture of her with Offset, and I'm attracted to him in no way. <laughs> and not interested whatsoever. And those face tattoos he has, and the way he's looking at her, like... When she was performing, he did this thing with his face, and I was like, you only do that in the bedroom. You don't do that in public. With his face and tongue, so just imagine. She d- He did that a tongue thing? He did a tongue thing. And I was like, you don't do that. I mean, I get it. Whatever. It's your wife. I'm sorry, bro. Um, so Jeez. she won. She won and she was wearing this really big dress. Not the dress that you see. It was like a white dress that yeah. she was wearing. Yeah. Um, she goes up and he was helping her up and she just like brought him up with her. Um, and the whole time she's talking... She's like, can't breathe. She is trying to articulate what she's feeling and saying. Um, and Offset was there the whole time. And the whole time I was watching the acceptance speech, I was like, why is he there? <laughs> that was all. I was like, why is he there? Why He cheated on you. He's the worst. Um, and then I was like, okay. The internet's probably going to have a lot of feelings about her bringing the man who cheated on her with her to the stage. Um but recognizing that, like, while she was pregnant, like, Offset was really instrumental in the album being created, in the making sure that people got their verses and their hooks and stuff in on time so that it could be created in the, into the music um, that she was put, putting together. Um, and all I have to say is that as much as I probably wouldn't take Offset back, I don't have a baby with him. I don't know him from Adam outside of what, you know, TMZ and E! News says. So if Cardi likes it, I love it. So if Cardi wants to work it out, 
with Offset. I support you, girl, because you like Cardi winning the Grammy to me is just showing that in this world you can totally be who you are completely, hmm. flaws and all. Yeah. And still win. Yeah. And like that is that to me is a more like important message than like oh she's taking back her cheating husband. You, you know how point. many people do that? So many people do that. Yeah. And if cheating is something that they need to work on, that is a them situation and we need to get the hell out of their business. Only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I pff, cheat you, compromise. You'll you only compromise. You'll only cheat on your wife on Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Make sure to let them know. <laughs> I'm just giving I mean, I mean, do you have any other solutions. thoughts? Because like, I know, like, you were just like, what the hell? Why? I thought they were... Because your reaction was very similar to my reaction. Um, my feeling is that she's too good for him. I think most of America... She's too good for America. We, de- we don't deserve her. She's... <laughs> he will never appreciate her in the way that she needs him to appreciate her. Mm-hmm. And I say needs because that's her desire to have someone who is faithful. But Mm -hmm. he is also successful in his own right as an artist. And And someone someone would argue that she's now more successful because she's she's got the accolades. By by the metrics Mm -hmm. of what we consider box office, yeah, she's more successful. But they're both very successful. Absolutely. And if he's... Not if he's okay with her having more of those accolades, but his version of success might just be the lifestyle of being an independent, creative entrepreneur, musician, talent who has a lot of women attracted to him. Why you were in how old is he right now? Let me like 20 something, 20 something in your 20s. She's also 20 something, too. Uh, he is Offset is 27 At 27 If you are a successful touring musician Where making, women are throwing themselves at making you Making butt money Like making crazy money Making so much money Bruh Now probably is not that If you can't be faithful It's not a problem with you As much as it is a, as a problem with your circumstances No you I think need, it's also a problem with him it may, fine. But these are I'm choices. Saying, these you are make choices. choices of like, I'm going to sleep with someone or I'm not going to sleep with someone. It's really yeah, no. The cho- but the choice is if you're if you are of a certain mindset where you are sexually attracted to other people and you also want that too, the choice needs to be either don't that lifestyle or stay with your partner. But really, you're sacrificing some of the best years of your life as an independent artist to fit into this mold that America wants you to fit into. But if Cardi is not down with you sleeping with other people, you either need to choose Cardi or the lifestyle. Right. I mean, that's and Future said that she, he Future um, stated. I also think Future is trash, by the way. Great musician, but trash still as a as a person. Um, stated that like he sacrificed love for his career because. Yeah. And I get that. Like that's I fine. get that. But then that's a choice you made. Yeah. And also, sir, get a vasectomy. Like, how many children do you have? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know two, he's like six kids. Uh-huh. Six different baby mamas. Ooh. Just saying. Think about, think uh, about the future, dude. Yeah. So, and one of the baby mamas, the first one, is uh, Sierra, who's living right. her best life. My God, Sierra looked so good with Russ. She looks great all the time. Yeah. And he is glowing up himself. He looks great. I'm not going to lie. I was weirdly attracted to him. Okay. The other day, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Get it, Wilson. I, yeah, no, but he sacrificed 
love for his career might it depends on but that's the a choice you make i'm not gonna are. i'm not gonna feel sorry for you if right. that's a choice you made okay if that's you're a choice romantic you make. and you're a, a feeling person then you're probably gonna need love but if you are some might say on the more uh analytical side of things mm-hmm. and more pragmatic it doesn't really make sense to have a committed partner when you're in the thriving uh, zenith of your career when you are just at your apex and rolling with money and opportunities and if you're moving that fast then maybe you should think about do I re- is now really the right time yeah and I, and that's not just like a famous person thing I think that's also like any person if you're like focusing on you and things like that like I know the best successes that I've had in my professional career mm-hmm. has been when a guy hasn't been involved Yes, in and, my life, and I'll tell you, yes, and, not, and not and not to say, mm-hmm. and not to say that like you when I've be. had men in my life, mm-hmm. when I've had a boyfriend or a committed relationship, mm-hmm. like I wasn't successful. I was. Sure. It just like looked different because my time was with another person, right? And I think that's what's that's that's the thing you have to like balance this time thing and recognizing that if I'm with somebody, I need to know that they will get that. Okay these next couple of weeks she's gonna have a nutty like right nutty work week yeah. or work t- season mm-hmm. and i need to understand that that she may be snappy at me right. that she may like come the month of august like i'm not a nice person to be around because right. i'm like so, i'm yeah like because we're working 28 days out of the 30 <laughs> that's there right My balls just shriveled up <laughs> yeah because you know i'm sorry buddy just <sighs> We have a couple more months till we get there. It's okay. We're almost there. Oh, <laughs> we'll get it. So bad. <laughs> but just like, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, there needs to be your partner needs to understand that there's gonna be ebbs and flows when you're when you may not be the best partner that you could be. Yeah. And there's gonna be moments that you're gonna be better than best. Right. You know, and so it's you the, have to understand it's the trade off of what you're getting for what you're giving. Yeah. And I'm I did Enneagram this weekend. You know the I've, Yeah, is? I haven't done that. My cousin loves it. And three, five, and seven. Those are my numbers. Three, five, and seven. Three, five, and seven. I'll have to so write that down. I, based on my mindset, mm-hmm. the way I approach love in that situation, where you are high profile and successful, and you have a partner too, but you also want to cheat on your partner, mm-hmm. to me, it's a no brainer. It's like there are eight billion people in the world. There's not a one and only somebody for everyone. Right. Just. Well, that's what you else. think. Well, that's what I think. But then also, how many times does love end? So well, when love ends, what yeah. do you have left? You sacrifice remind me to a lot of. Talk about a love thing. Okay. With you off mic. Okay. Just remind me. Okay, okay. I got it. So, uh, if love ends mm-hmm. and you think back on that relationship you had for three years, five years, six years, ten years, mm-hmm. fifteen years, whatever, fifty years, whatever. and you think to yourself, was it? worth it and how much did i sacrifice professionally during that time and how many other re- possible sure. relationships so long term all- or short term if you're thinking that way like i would then it's a cost benefit analysis right but if you're thinking from a more romantic poetic place then which is where i'm gonna come from right which now is, I'm gonna, i can't believe me, i'm that guess. person let me just let me just let me guess what you're gonna say mm-hmm. tell me there when you have a meaningful relationship that you chose well from the start and you made concerted, committed efforts in that relationship, mm-hmm. there are no regrets because that that relationship was altogether positive for both you and the other person and you grew together from that. And love has a shelf life sometimes and that's just how things end. Yep. 
I also think like, you know, I think our generation also gives up on love really quickly. I've seen it where people are like, I'm just going to break up with him because I've done it because I'm like, this is too hard. I'm done. And I look at the, my, the generation before me, like my parents' generation, some stayed in very unhealthy relationships. I'm not saying do that. Like if you're in an abusive relationship, get out of it. Like hmm. don't. But if my mom left my dad, the first really big fight that they had, that was like, she told me about it and it was really bad. Like I wouldn't exist and your life would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, obviously <laughs> your life would be terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that goes without saying. No, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's like, there's things obviously that make like love in general takes work. And I think that's why it has taken me a long time to get there. Cause I don't think I've been ready to put in that work. Right. Because it takes, it just takes work. It just takes, it takes sacrifice. It takes selflessness. It takes patience. It takes time, energy, money, like money, money. (laughs) All I really need is money. (laughs) I, I tell you, I tell you the things in my life, I am very grateful for having more time and more money than I've had in years past. Yeah. And those things. But for are com- me, those are like commodities. Yeah, and for me, like I again, I always tell like guys who date me like because I'm just like you literally never have to give me anything. Just like hang out with me and tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah. Also, tell me I'm smart and like be kind to me and yeah. loving because kindness to me goes a way a long way than any like Tiffany's thing that you're gonna get me or like yeah. if you get me nice things too, I'm not gonna be like no, I hate it. <laughs> like I'm gonna be like oh thank you, that's very thoughtful. But like get Wrigley's food one week, like one one time. And Acts I'm, of service. Yeah, I don't need. That's things. your love language. Um, my love language for sure is touch. Words of affirmation and time spent are always like tied. Those three are tied for me. I'm very needy. (laughs) But it literally is like like so easy (laughs) to do it to me. But if you don't, if it's not natural for you to like tell someone that you care about them or like hug them or spend time with them, then it would be hard. And then acts of service and gifts is always zero. Like, I don't care. No. Who like, needs gifts? Yeah. I'd rather you God. get me, like, a cute card and write something sweet in it. And that would just feel, like, I would just eat that up. If I ever met somebody uh-huh. who is, uh, <clears throat> I was dating and their love language was gifts. I don't know. It would be over. It would be over before it started. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, we're done. Oh, that's nice. Uh, oh, you need you material need things. things. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm that's sure. how you. I I don't care what anybody says mm-hmm. on that love language mm-hmm. spectrum that we have. Mm-hmm. Gift giving, if that is your preferred method of receiving things, yeah, no, that's the most fucked up one. <laughs> that's it's the most selfish broken. one. That's the broken one. <laughs> that's the one. If you're that person, there's something wrong with you. Well, you I know? wonder if that's like you know, some people like like that. I don't know. No, yeah. Some people measure how much you love them by things that you give them. Right. And that's that's what like sugar babies are. Yeah. Or just a not well-formed person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that's my opinion of that. So the, the things are touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, time spent, 
gift giving was there a sixth one or just those five it's just the five yeah so between those five there's definitely a wrong answer so (laughs) it's the gift gift giving i also think gift giving is like because i like for me i also express love by giving people things but not necessarily yeah it's not because like giving's fine because oh it's your birthday i'm gonna give you something like i like if i think of you and like, i see something i think of you I'm like i want to give this to them because yeah, i care about them that's fine and i love them that's why I'm to give yeah as gift giving is fine but prefer receive. receiving yeah that you is something wrong with you yeah but i also think it's like when you're in a committed relationship it's it's nice to have moments of like i want you to th- thoughtfully think of me and get me something are we live in new york and space is at a premium here mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where giving someone something is almost like inconveniencing them say more based on someone's space uh-huh. and knowing that life here is transient and people can move at any given time right to give you're someone not, something they're gonna have to get rid of someday you're not gonna give them like a bookshelf like it, it depends. I know you get them flowers. Small, like get them small that will like, die on, over buddy. time. <laughs> you can get them something that can decompose. Like get, me, get me a plant. You know how lovely that would. Yeah, be? kill that on your own. Fine, <laughs> go ahead. Or, or I've done great. Or if you give people plants. a plant, they have to then keep up. With, it's a responsibility. Now I have to water this thing. Now I have to make sure it gets sunlight. And then if it dies, I have to you know get rid of it. Or it gets bigger and grows in the house, and then it takes up space. Yeah, that's true. So it's like it's like these. The, You're very practical, very yeah. rational in like your thought process of this. I'm a I minimalist. I'm a, I just, I, and I appreciate that, but like, I also think like, I think one of my favorite things I've ever given you was the Bob Ross bobblehead. Yeah, I still have that on my bookshelf in my office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, does that take space in your life? Yeah. Do I give a shit? No. <laughs> Did I say it, it was on the bookshelf in my office? I meant on the bookshelf at the Salvation Army. <laughs> Just kidding. I still have it. I was about to say, Mike, I still have it. you are a jerk. I still have <laughs> it. I love it. Because you know what? You gave it to me on the heels of someone else for a secret Santa giving me a small little um, portrait canvas thing uh-huh. set up on an easel. Oh, and, cute. And there, it's the perfect size with that Bob Ross. So Aww. I have it. People think those came together. It's just a nice match. It's just a nice so match. So I put those together. But that's an example of a little tchotchke that works. Right. I'm just saying, in general. But I also gave it to you, like, very randomly. It was, yeah. I, was, I don't even think it was, like, your birthday. It was no. just kind of like, here it is, this thing that I saw. And I'm right. like, I need to get this to merch right. immediately. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. The gift-giving one is definitely the wrong answer. But I understand <laughs> why some people want it. And they measure their partner's or person's love based on that. But yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, love is weird. And just because I don't understand Cardi B and Offset's love doesn't mean it's not He said, beautiful. I'm sorry, bruh. <laughs> I can't. That's, that was the line <laughs> that got her back. He said, I'm sorry. But you know what? I don't know what it's like to have a kid and like be so hurt by the person that you made this child with and then take like, th- these are like concepts of love that I don't get. Right. Like, you know, like, I have an understanding what a parent's love is because I have Wrigley, but Wrigley's still a dog. He's not a human. So I think people think there's there's a difference. I don't think there's really a difference between a human child and a pet child, but that's neither here nor there. All right. You know, we always talk about the brain and the heart, right? Yeah. The feelings of the heart are in the brain. Like, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it all They're... comes from the same place. Yeah. But we just use the heart as, like, a metaphor. Right. The brain... 
it's like when people say they, you know, they think with their heart. When they think of love, they think with their heart, not their head. Mm-hmm. I know you're still thinking with your head. Yeah. Like it's all coming from the same neurological right. organ. But it's just right. endorphins and other right. chemicals and, and all doing that. Yeah. Right. But it's all released from the brain. Sure. So for me, the way my brain works and someone else's brain works, we're both working. It's just different sectors of the brain are firing off at different speeds for different reasons yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So when I think of, I'm actually, you said concepts of love, right? Mm. You just said concepts of love. And it made me think of ideas of love. Mm. And this is how my brain, I'm right now reading Kierkegaard's uh, Works of Love. Wow. I read it at night before I go to bed. So you can go to sleep fast? Yeah. (laughs) Goal is to make it to the next page. Jesus. Because I'm like, you were reading Kierkegaard? Yeah. My Lord. Okay. So this, this concept of love, I'm talking about like a higher love mm-hmm. and when i read about what love it someone loves a kierkegaard loved a woman enough to write an entire philosophical doctrine on what love is in a existential sense there's love for people and there's love for existence mm-hmm. and all of the, these layers and as i read through this i'm thinking of really the, how high can this go the height of love as an idea mm. and so when i think of that that's where i have See, that's this... like stresses me out that's yeah. like, like i'm like shaking because it's stressing me out. i got this <laughs> zoomed i got this real zoomed out uh theoretical mm-hmm. model of love and yeah. it's you know it's structured in that way whereas cardi has a much more in the ground localized close-up view of i got a kid and this is the father and this is the situation around Loud. What are, who are these neighbors? Yeah, seriously. My neighbors are going nuts. Should I tell them to quiet down? Are they getting on the elevator? Maybe. They're having a good time. I know. They're giggling a lot. Giggles. That must be something fun. I, I don't know. It's, they're still there. My God. No, nah, they're getting on now. Are you think? You think? Wrigley's over. Wrigley's it. done with it. Too. <laughs> so uh, they, she got the zoomed-in view of the dad, kid. This is us. This is a triangle. This yeah. is the between the three of us. That's a much more localized view, an intimate, emotionally attached view. And so you could say, like, I'm thinking with my heart, but you're also still thinking with your head. I very quickly, in any relationship or potential relationship or complicated situation, situation zoom out. Situationships. I zoom out. I always zoom out. My head just goes. And where does that go? It goes large, large picture, big picture. Okay, I understood that's what zooming out means, but like, what does that mean? It looks like... Like, if you were Cardi, what would you do? If I were Cardi and zooming out, I would say, what do I have to lose by not taking back a man who cheated on me a few times? Several times. And I asked him not to, and he said, okay, each time until he did it again. Right. And then publicly... Embarrassed her. Embarrassed me. And to her child. S- and my child to save his image and try and get me back. Did he do that for me or mm. did he do that for himself? Yeah. And that's like therapy questions that need These to. These are therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I think he did it for me, 
great. That's not the way I want him to do it. Right. But do I need him as much as he needs me? No, because I'm doing very well for myself. And there's 8 billion Beyonce people it. in this world. Beyonce that. And there's more than one person for every person in this world. So I can find someone who appreciates me better. And two, if he did it for himself, then it's self-serving. If he has already done this multiple times and now he says he won't do it again, if he actually is true to his word for the rest of my life, will it be okay? And will I feel fine? Yes. But if he does do it again, will I be able to live with myself for letting him make a fool of me again? Mm. And the choice between allowing the latter to happen for the the joy or satisfaction of the former to happen, right. I, I'd rather not live with myself if I allow him to make a fool of me again. Yeah. So I would just cut my losses and say, try someone I mean, else. At the end of the day, it's still painful. Like... And I think that's something that I'm I'm starting to like grapple with that like love just leads to disappointment. Yeah, I agree with that. Because there's like two people loving each other. Like I'll give my parents as an example. I know that they love each other. Mm-hmm. Anyone who knows them will say literal relationship goals. They are good friends. They love each other. They they are each other's best friends mm-hmm. on top of... And they have their lives, but they also are just, like, partners in life. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. And I know that they love each other. But do I know that... I know when my mom is frustrated with my dad. And when my dad is frustrated with my mom. And that they have disappointed each other throughout the time that they have been together for the past 32, 33 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... I look at it as like, yes, love, like when you work at it and stuff is a really beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. but there's still going to be disappointment and hurt and pain in it as well. Oh yeah. So it's not like love doesn't just mean coasting. Like I love you and that's it. And dopamine and, you know, endorphins, (sighs) happiness. Mm. There's that. Of course, I would say a lot. I would, I would, I think I would hope that majority of your love for this person, the time that you're, you're loving this person, it is that. But it doesn't mean you're not going to go through financial hardships. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through medical and mental, emotional, spiritual, physical hardships. It doesn't mean that you're not going to disappoint the person. It's not. It's going to mean. It's going to not going to mean that you're going to disappoint them. You're not going to meet their expectations of what they needed from you in certain mm-hmm. situations. You know, and so I think about all those things, and I'm like, that's just that's a lot of responsibility. You have a responsibility for yourself and this other person and the potential other people that you create, you know, or bring into this family. Responsibility. That's what it is. Yeah. This long-term commitment. You sign a long-term contract. Yeah. Like till death. Right. Like, yeah, there's like marriage till death or like, regardless if people think marriage is like a covenant between God and man or like between each other or, or contract. At the end of the day, it is a responsibility whether you are, I think it's responsible. You you have to be responsible, even if you're casually dating somebody. Yeah, because that yeah. is like that is someone's feelings at the yeah, end of the day. Dude. You know, and like if you're dating me, you're you like I can tell you that you know how I'm feeling about you. Yeah, because I'm not going to make you guess. Because guess what? I don't, I'm really bad at guessing shit, and I'm assuming you are too. Yeah, you know. Uh, I've- this responsibility thing of long-term commitment, because yeah. we already talked about on previous casts how marriage is an institution. Yeah. It's Socially a construct. Yeah. So, I, you know, reading... It's a beautiful thing when it's done right and all those wonderful things. Yeah. Amen. Right. I've been listening to and reading more biological stuff mm-hmm. in the last months. And so, 
that that octopus book yeah. I was talking about. Yeah. The last episode of Radio Lab where mm-hmm. they talked about bird dicks and how what. <laughs> Oh, Let God. me ask you a factoid question. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> what percentage of birds in the world, mind you, there's about 27,000 species of birds. Sure. What percentage of those birds have penises? Um, Males. Two, 2%. You're good. 3%. Nice. Good job. 3%. I mean, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of birds in my... I hate birds, by the way. I don't, I'm not scared of them. I just think they're gross. Okay. Um, except for like owls. I love owls and eagles. Don't, don't. Don't don't do this. Why? Why 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 are you saying don't because do this? Because I know someone who has an owl tattoo on their chest. Oh my god, <laughs> I wasn't I'm even thinking like, about that. You need to just come down from first wherever of all, you are. First just of all, step down. <laughs> literally ask anyone in my life. My favorite animal in the whole world are elephants, oh. owls, tigers and giraffes in that order. Mm-hmm. Since I was a kid, so Get with the program, Alex. I know people with giraffes tattooed on their dicks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> You're, you, okay. But these, but the I point I didn't even being, think that. You mm, wouldn't think that. Yeah. Weird. Or elephant probably would have been more appropriate. <laughs> I'm done. All right. <laughs> so, so these birds, these birds, they went through the biological uh, extinction of the, what do you, what do you call it? Like, evolution where they lose these things right? right birds used to have penises then they fell off for a number of reasons or whatever but in listening to that episode of radio lab mm-hmm. they brought up the uh bower bird you know the bower bird that's a, sorry the bower birds are really you know it you've seen it okay and i remind it's the one who builds that like two columned nest of sticks and twigs and all that and okay. then it accumulates little trinkets and knickknack stuff human made or natural and it decorates the nest situation and it's on the ground okay so it builds this thing from the ground all the way up into this little kind of archway deal and then it puts little strings and bobbins and things in there that it collects for the sake of attracting a female Mm -hmm. so then the female comes in right and if she's feeling it and she's okay with it then the guy then has to make these mating calls okay. and it imitates several other birds. Ooh. So it'll do a McCann and it'll do a, something else. It's like, okay, listen to my whatever. You know, like pick right. a bird and it'll make those sounds. And she'll be like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then he has to do a dance. He spreads out his wings, his feathers, and he does this dance where mm-hmm. he like bops around. These dudes are just performing theater, vocals, and Together. visual arts to get these ladybirds. And so once they get... Men, men take notes. Right, These so, are things you should be doing. So they do all this work, and then they have sex with the bird, and then she's pregnant, and then he's like, all right, deuces, and then he's out. And then that's the end of that relationship. Actually, don't, don't do that, guys. That's uh, terrible. And with, the, with the octopus, they'll eat... Uh, well, they'll, they'll have sex with the female octopus, mm-hmm. and then, in some cases, the female octopus will eat the male octopus. He did. Mm. Or he just leaves. Mm, mm, mm. But in either case... Like, the man is not involved after the point of procreation. Right. But you're talking about non-mammals. Ex- uh, exactly. I'm talking about things that do not have conscious. Well, octopuses have consciousness, don't they? We're not, not sure. Us. We're not sure. But we're at this heightened level of consciousness where we made this construct. Right. And 
that makes this relationship responsibility mm-hmm. so different in that way. It's it's interesting how we can only have like we can have birth to only one to three. I'll say on average, mm-hmm. say you have triplets. You know, some people have like quintuplets and all that stuff. Yeah, that's more bless you. Yeah, but that's more like usually not natural. Like that's right. that's it's artful and art artificial insemination right so if you have one kid like most people do Mm -hmm. at a time if you have one kid there's the expectation that it's a two-parent situation right well it takes two parents to raise one of those versus in some institutions and some wild that are not mammals it takes one parent to raise hundreds right spiders insects mollusks fish Mm -hmm. this sort of thing and so i'm just thinking about our heightened level of consciousness and how love is intertwined with responsibility yeah. versus how love, like the bower bird, mm-hmm. is more about attraction mm. and beauty. Well, I think that's what one night stands are. It's not love. Right. It's just, right. it's just I, like, I think that's what the culture of hookup culture is now. It's just like, I just want to like, you're an easy lay, you're convenient lay, you know, yeah. like it's just sex, like just hit, sex, hit, yeah. hit it and like quit it kind mm-hmm, of a thing. Mm-hmm. So then to then then take a hit it and quit it situation to be like, no, I care about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. oh, And then it's like, oh, no. now what? Like, then it's like, wait, I don't care about you like that. Like, so that becomes this, then it's like, okay. So then people are afraid so of that conversation. So complicated. Because, I mean, I think that's like a, a, a thing, right? I think it's like I've. I mean, it's pretty well known. I don't say the L word to boys. I've never said it. So when I do say it, I just know that I'm probably going to vomit <laughs> when I do. I, I think you'll pass out. <laughs> I think I will. Uh, that'll be funny. If that happens, you'll. I'm sure the person will tell you. <laughs> if, if, be like, Alex, uh, Bri Alex, passed out. Bri's at the hospital. We're at the hospital right now because uh, she fainted. <laughs> Oh, she say the L word. Yeah, yeah, I figured that's how that went. <laughs> yeah, what do you need? Do you need me to get? Do you need me to get her something? Like, she hit her head. Right. <laughs> uh, y'all know me too well. Um, anywho, I haven't said the L word to someone in since I was the last time I did it. I was twenty three. Really? Mm-hmm. You're basically an L word virgin. Yeah, I've become a virgin. <laughs> oh my god, welcome to the club. I know. It's it's uh well you throw that word around when you're in your late teens, early twenties. I, I did well, not okay. You so if you were me and you thought like, Oh, yeah, I think I love you because you're really a, I care about you, right? I right. feel for you. And to this point in my life, if I died tomorrow, you're the only woman I've ever loved, right? <laughs> like and then once you've had multiple relationships or dates with I don't know just relationships, girl. just dates that I've been on with people who are fascinating and interesting. Right. There are people who I have been on dates with and only dated for a couple months that I think about almost every day because right. of how cool they are and how right. interesting they are. Yeah, but still, I know I can't be with that person. Wouldn't be with that person long term. But I wouldn't say the L word to this person because I know how fickle and fluid. My feelings are around all of these different personalities. Yeah. I care about you, and I care about you, and I care about you, and I care about you. And I care. Someone, another podcast I was listening to, made this comment that if you say "best friend," mm-hmm. like someone's my best friend, or J Lo's my number one, 
And if you hear me also say Alicia Keys is my number one, yeah, and you hear me say Deepika is my number one, and you're like, well, how can you have all of these number right. ones? I think number one is not a ranking, but a tier. Mm, yeah. Like, so a top tier, if that's number one, there's multiple people I've dated in my life who are in the top tier. Yeah. I call, I would say, I love this person. I love that person. I love that person. It's the same way with the best friend. Like, you might be my best friend. My friend Tim is also my best yeah. friend. Jason's also my best friend. Yep. So, it's like... I just love that I'm still up there. I'm still number one, still, boys. You're still in there. So... <laughs> still, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't come for my spot. <laughs> I will cut you. <laughs> she's so... She's I his mean, most aggressive best friend. <laughs> she's angry best friend. I uh, mean, Tim did say, it's okay if Brian is your best person and not me. And I was like, oh, that, so Tim. So, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, Tim, don't. No. Uh, <laughs> That's not how this is going to work. I gotta be... Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be very discerned. I've just First decided all, compromise. I'm not gonna get married just no, that, to that's avoid all literally, this. Literally, so there was. I was just like, this mofo is gonna be like to compromise. I'm not gonna get married. I'll guys. say that to the woman <laughs> I've been in a relationship with for X amount of years. And she'll be like, why aren't we getting married? I'm like, so, I got this situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's gonna smack you upside the head, including me, to be like, what is wrong with you, you dummy? <laughs> you gotta understand, it's not about you. Okay? It's about the fact that I have three best friends. Listen, this is about me. Can you stop thinking about yourself, Rachel? you're so selfish this is why i don't want to marry you <laughs> see you asked me why we're not getting married and shit like this <laughs> just real. Oh. Uh, oh man so, but funny. i think i just think love is so i every time i think about settling down with one person mm-hmm. i think about what if i'm wrong and the per- you know like we're, are we going into our dribbling section after this I'm sure we are at some point. Okay. Then I'll I'll segue it like this. What? Think about all the times where teams have drafted players Uh and it didn't work out long term. Mm -hmm. They traded them, right? Right. We'll call that a divorce or a separation. Yeah. Think about how many times a player has been drafted Mm -hmm. to a team, stayed with them the entire career, and flourished. Mm. We got even LeBron left cleveland but he came back it was like a divorce again and then it was a divorce and then they got back together got married again and then uh mm-hmm. he put a ring on it and then got yeah. divorced again. yeah that's a good one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> du- Dwayne wade be you know, almost made it the whole career almost it, it's very rare to have a tim duncan or a dirk nowitzki or a kobe bryant or a kobe bryant who stay with you the entire long road yep and you keep them in the organization and the Manu family Ginobili. mono yeah yeah so these are all good examples. It's hard to pull off 20 years with a basketball team. It's even harder to pull off 20 years with a person. One year with a person. It's the first yeah. the first year of marriage, living together, all those things, that's hard stuff. So it I takes just, I just think like I agree. Love, I agree. Cuz if I cuz if love I hard. if I got drafted, mm-hmm. if I'm if, if I'm Russell Westbrook and I got drafted to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. They well, were the, Seattle the, the, Sonics. the Seattle Supersonics. But then we moved for her work, right? Mm-hmm. So I moved for her job. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm married to someone in Oklahoma City. And I don't really want to live in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't the person I saw myself with. Right. But now I'm like, I got investments in this yep. and I'm locked in. I have the option to leave and go somewhere else or stay. Right. Um, you don't think I'd like to live in Miami? You don't think I'd like to live in New York? I'm looking at those places thinking, 
oh, she, she, she's really attractive. Right. But I'm married to Oklahoma City. So am I going to do for me? Or is my legacy to fulfill this other city's needs? Yeah. And uh, that's a choice that only a person can make on their own. Yeah. So with that, love and basketball. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's keep that moving. All right, folks, it is time for our second segment, our dribbling section, where we talk all things basketball, all things NBA, um, and we try our best to simplify it and make it make sense for anyone to listen in on all things that is basketball, even if you're not a big basketball fan. You know, that's what we try to do. So what are we starting off with, Merch? Well, uh, I'd like to talk about the All-Star Draft. Okay, let's do that. Did you see it? Yes, I did. What did you think? Um, I'm into it. Um, specifically, if I, I've decided that I think that LeBron's team is going to win because it makes the most sense. Um, I love the, some trades that he's done since, uh, specifically the Westbrook to, um, was it Westbrook to Giannis's team? Mm -hmm. Because, you Mm -hmm. know, he heard that Westbrook and, uh, Joel Embiid are, you know, good friends. So Mm -hmm. that would be cute. That would be cute. Um, which is, if you didn't know, is a huge joke because um, it is it is known that they both do not like each other. Right. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> and LeBron, LeBron gets uh, Ben Simmons. Yes. His guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ben Simmons. Are we going to talk about that next? No. No. Okay, one <laughs> second. I really like this draft okay. because it was the first year it was televised. Yes. And people were scared because... What's going to happen if somebody's picked last and they get all hurt? And, and that's feelings. fine. Get hurt. Right. Someone's got to be picked last. Y'all are all all-stars. You get a, a, a paycheck bump and you enjoy a fun weekend of yeah. being on exhibition. Yeah. Um, so Bradley Beal was picked ultimately last. My dude from St. Louis seems like, I don't care. I'm, I'm still an all-star. Right. Get out of the, here. So the thing went swimmingly well and two of the game's most charismatic stars as captains. Did they talk about wanting, I think LeBron picked AD, right? Yeah, um, and, and then in the second round, yeah. as, it's like, oh, you really want him on your team? He's like, oh yeah, I do. And then, and uh, Giannis. Uh, Giannis goes, is that tampering? And right. I was like, ah, oh, Giannis, <laughs> that was perfect. I love, I love, uh, I love that LeBron takes a sip from his bar. He's like, there, there are no tampering rules on All Star Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Just a big, big smile. I love, I love. Uh, I, the only other person I could see in that role would have been. Like Steph Curry, and I think that would have done really well too. I, th- I bet you last year's draft when it was LeBron and Steph Curry was oh. really fun. Yeah, because they both are like big goofballs on top of like really like smart right. players. Yeah, right. totally. And when LeBron was gonna, <laughs> LeBron is stoic at one point, uh-huh. and Giannis goes, "All right, for my third pick in the second round, I'm gonna take LeBron's guy, Ben Simmons." And <laughs> LeBron just breaks face and goes. Shit! <laughs> just like a loud <laughs> beep, and then he just gets this like, you know, smile on his face. He starts like stomping his foot. It's like you took my guy. <laughs> Giannis is like, I'm just playing mind games out here. Uh, Things happen when uh, at the end, you know, when they had the Dirk or Dwayne Wade pick. Right. I we was all like, knew. I was we like, all knew. what if you pick Dirk? And he jokingly went with LeBron. Went with it. He's like, everybody knows I'm gonna pick. Dirk, just kidding. That was like, yeah, thank you. I watched an interview today mm-hmm. with Kevin Durant and the 
one of the morning shows on mm-hmm. ESPN, and Kevin was answering questions to Mike Greenberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, if I forgot how funny he is. No, how boring he can be in interviews. Who? Kevin Durant. Oh yes. Like he lacks. He lacks personality and demeanor sometimes. So he did the whole script answers. That's what he does really... He has really good personalities behind screen. Right. Um, but in front of fighting, people. Fighting 15-year-olds. Right. When he's in front of adults, he, he <laughs> goes hard. into the like the script responses. Mm-hmm. And it's just like non-answers. Right. And so with LeBron and Giannis, I'm like, yeah, good thing that these two guys got picked because they got jokes. Yeah. Like they're in here with jokes. They're f- and they're like taking, they're looking at this as like it's All-Star Weekend, it's exhibition, it's right. not, um, it's serious, but like, like it's not serious. You know what I mean? Like right. it's serious in that like we're going to have serious fun. Like that's right. what it's about. It's about camaraderie, this brotherhood, yeah. uh, which I'm all about. Yeah. I love that LeBron's first picks can all be perceived as recruiting. So it's tampering. <laughs> Some people are going to try and position it that. We all know LeBron is playing this like chess. Okay, so I disagree. Okay, go ahead. Here's why. Go ahead. I think, does LeBron have influence on what happens in, at the Laker franchise, in the Laker franchise? What's your answer? Oh, he is the Laker franchise. He's the GM. Sure, but he... Mm, okay. He's the GM. I really, like, does he have influence? Yes. Do you want to make your... When you're in a marriage, if we're gonna come back to yeah, you know, yeah. you want to make your boo happy. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna do what you gotta do to make boo happy. Yeah. If they if boo wants, you know Ben Simmons. Yeah. You're gonna do what you can to make sure Ben Simmons satisfies boo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I get that. So I get so I get like the you want to make you want to keep your star player happy because you you paid money. He's only in a one year contract, right, with the Lakers. LeBron. No. Yeah. No, it's four. four. It's four years. That's right. It's four years. Um, So this person's going to be here for some time. Uh Uh-huh. We want to make them happy. We want them to be satisfied in this relationship. We want them to all these things. So, great. He is the face of the franchise. We're not stupid. He's the face of the freaking NBA right now. Right. We're not, like, come on. He's the logo. He's, relax. It's pretty damn close, though. Right now, he's the logo. (laughs) So, anyway, so he's... You know, he. you want to keep him happy. You want to keep him satisfied and all those things. But he is not making calls. He is not doing the agent work. Is he making calls like, yo, is Ben, he? I got you? Or like, is you know, he? AD, I do want you on my team. Is he talking to the players? Hell yeah. They all talk to each yes. other. I'm not dumb. Yeah. Of course he's doing that. But is he doing the agent work? The Yes, he is. I don't think he is. When you talk agent work, you're talking about dollars and cents yeah, and contracts. He's, yeah, he's not doing that. These, is he doing the? In, he's doing the influential things like that. Are he's recruiting? I'm sorry, you don't need that much recruiting help. Do you? Want, I'm sorry, if I was a shit player and was like LeBron wants you on the team, my answer is yes. Am I stupid? No, no, no. Am I stupid? And some of them have egos about this. Yeah, and that's that's a them problem. Well. He made his stake clear, I think, with who he picked. The first pick he made was Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. who is a free agent. Mm-hmm. The next pick was Kyrie Irving, who's mm-hmm. a free agent. Mm-hmm. His next pick was Kawhi Leonard, which, by the way, for him to be able to get all these players sequentially, I want to say, Giannis, Sir. you are you are complicit in this tampering. <laughs> if that is your picks, people people were scratching their heads after Giannis's picks. Like, is he 
corroborating. Did he, does with, he not know that Kyrie is also good? Does he not know that you're, the point is to try and win this game? I get the hey, Steph you, Curry pick, but beyond that, you again, you never but, know. But LeBron then after 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 KD, Kyrie, and Kawhi. He then went with James, so it didn't look so obvious. James mm-hmm. Harden, former MVP. You can't pick James last in the right. first round because that's just insulting. But if it were really up to LeBron and he wasn't so calculating, I bet you he would have taken Kemba Walker. Mm. And that way, all four guys that he picks in the first round are free agents this year, and mm. he would play with any one of them. And then in the first round, or the second round, the first pick he takes is Anthony Davis. It's like, he was definitely... Calling oh Clay Thompson then then he took Clay Thompson mm. he's taking everybody people have implied he would be placed with mm. and then Giannis takes Chris Middleton like mm. don't don't tell me do not tell me Giannis knew what was going on I bet you LeBron talked to him before this and said so I'm gonna pick certain kinds of players wink wink. Right. Da, da, da. And and Giannis for Giannis in his first round, first pick of the second round to take Chris Middleton. Mm. I'm like, no. All right, I see what's going on here. Mm. But LeBron's team is definitely going to win. Yeah, I'm excited. I I'm always a fan of All Star Weekend, so that should be fun. So um, do you want to yeah. talk about Ben Ben Simmons? Sure. Got a couple I mean, things on Ben Simmons. Yes. Front. Let's do that. Uh, Ben. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just saw something and I'm just like I need to, we'll talk about it when he talk when we talk about his his shooting. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Ben Simmons uh through <laughs> through a third party. Uh-huh. Uh expressed to Magic Johnson that president of basketball operations Magic Johnson for the Lakers. Yes. That Ben Simmons would like to pick Magic's brain about being a big guard mm. and what goes along with that. Mm. Thoughts. What are, what are your feelings? Um, I am Ben Simmons, and I would like to learn how to be a big guard. And so I'm going to talk to someone who has done that. And so one of the uh, best, one of the best in, of all time mm-hmm. of big guards. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to talk to this person. They happen to also be the president of basketball operations for the Lakers, but you know, it's coincidence. It's just a coincidence the way that I see it. Now I'm an ignorance. (laughs) Some people, some people might also say, Ben, it seems to me that you have the same agent Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as one player on their team. Mm -hmm. One LeBron James. Say it, say it again. And some people are saying, how did this question get to magic Mm. came through one or both channels? Right. (laughs) <laughs> to get to so the, there's currently an investigation going. NBA is yes. investigating. Is has was was uh, Magic directly talking to Ben? Was it like what? How is this happening? First of all, who is tattling? Magic gets more tampering calls than anybody, than anybody else <laughs> that has ever existed in this damn league. Magic's really trying to avoid being on Adam Silver's radar again because he's already been found responsible twice for tampering. Yep. And now this third time, his Magic's response allegedly is if the commissioner says it's okay, if the league says it's okay, if the 76ers say it's okay, 
Why then I don't care. Right. I do, but I don't, please leave me out of this. Right. I didn't reach out to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is reaching out to me. They're like, how did he reach out to you? It's like, through a third party, LeBron. <laughs> like, and the on. thing is, like, for so this is, like, I look at it. I understand why there's tampering rules, right? Because we could, like, tampering rules exist so that we don't have any po- one powerhouse you know, team. Oh wait, we already have that. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's trash. But they I won just fifteen of their last sixteen, by the way. God. Um. So I just I just look at it as like if I was interested in understanding what it's like to be a director of something in in a university or like do something big. I'm I'm gonna try if I can connect with someone, have an informational interview, which is what a lot of people give other like as advice to people as career advice like do an informational interview with this person and like and and, and talk about how they got to where they were at what do they do what were what were the skills that they had what were the skills that they honed what were the things that they needed to work on what were some of the politics that they had to navigate to get to where they were at Mm -hmm. i'm sorry what ben was asking is something that we ask everybody to do in any career field right so why is that a bad thing is i'm just looking at it as just like the league doesn't give a shit about the players because mm. at the end, like the NBA of all the leagues is is dope. We we've said that before. We'll say it again. However, LeBron said it when uh, that one player was traded in the middle of the game. Right. Uh, they he knew Harrison it was Barnes. Harrison Barnes. He knew it was going to happen. But right. like the league, like when when a team trades a t- a player, it's it's what's best for the team. But when a player decides to do something. Oh, they're selfish. Right. They're like, nah, I don't, I don't play that game. No loyalty. No, they have no loyalty. Nah, like the way that LeBron did it when he was younger, yeah, it was just like it was annoying because it was like flashy and obnoxious. But if LeBron wanted to go to LA, I'd like, no, I trust you. Make your money. Yeah. Who the hell am I to tell you how to have your career? It is your career. Mm. You don't owe anybody anything. It is your body that you're sacrificing. It That's is your, right. it is your time, your energy, your family that you have to de- think about. That's right. So if if Ben Simmons wants to talk to a big guard who has done it, who's done it successfully, who's had who has rings, who has things behind his name, yeah, that is something that I would tell any one of my students to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes I'm that third party emailing a Magic Johnson, hey, can you touch base with one of my students because I think mm-hmm. they they could learn a lot from you. Yeah. Connections, maybe trying to try. It's to called networking. Are you? Networking. You've got to be kidding me. You've actually got like and like mm. the tampering rules and things like that. It's there for a reason, and it should be there. And if it's if it's funky and weird, I'm with. I'm exactly with magic. If the 76ers are okay with it, if Ben's okay with it, we're okay with it. I don't. What's what's your problem? Right. He wants to talk to me about how I did what I do. Yeah. If we talk about other things, that's none of your damn business. But the 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 crux of the conversation was this. And even if it wasn't, none of your damn business. Uh, You know who he should be asking for advice is the other retired Laker, Kobe, on how to shoot. Did you see? (laughs) Did you? No. I'm so proud of Ben. I'm really proud of Ben today. Mm, I'm very proud of Ben. Do you know what today is? Do you know what yesterday was? What was yesterday? Yesterday was a first. Mm. Ben Simmons attempted his first three-pointer yesterday. And did he make it? It rimmed in and rimmed out. It wasn't a bad shot. It was not a bad shot. And the crowd went wild no, for a shot that didn't go in. Did. <laughs> like, if you could hear the crowd in that arena, everyone got off their feet and just went, <gasps> okay. Oh! So, 
This now makes more sense because I've been, you know, in vacation mode and, mm-hmm. like, not really paying attention to basketball. I saw a meme on Hoops Nation and Instagram where it says, Ben Simmons saw Kendall Jenner looking at LeBron like this and decided to start shooting threes. Oh, my God. And it's a picture of Kendall smiling, like, longingly at LeBron. as LeBron, LeBron's, like, out, <laughs> out in the distance looking at something. And you just see in the background Kendall's. on the left side, Kendall's just like, oh, Le- LeBron. And he's like, oh, hell no. I'm shooting these threes. Oh, I'm going to shoot these threes. <laughs> Look up, and I saw this meme and I lost it be- because I was just I didn't have any context yeah. of the meme I just lost it because I was like this is hilarious <laughs> this is so funny but then now it makes it even more funny because he sort of tried and it didn't work but he still tried he tried and no you know, one has ever seen a him try plus. no one's I give him all the Joel Embiid his teammate kind of was <laughs> mocking him after the game and, and you could see like JJ Redick wasn't ha- JJ was sitting next to him like man let's not let's not yeah, let's make not fun of Ben we want him to shoot more of these and so but then Joel said I really appreciate that he's working on that shot every day and we tell him you should keep shooting. Mm. So I appreciate that he tried, and it rimmed and rimmed out. It was not. A, it was a better shot than what I would have expected on his first attempt. I googled Ben Simmons three pointer, mm-hmm. and it doesn't exist. We, zero. <laughs> I think zero. I've seen him like in practice doing it, but not on. Yeah, he's practicing yeah. it for sure. But he's like, it's amazing to have a guy. I wonder if he has a mental block. Oh, for sure. It's I think that block. it sounds. He needs to talk to a sports psychologist, yeah. which LeBron does, and so does everybody else. So. You got a body that size with strength and uh, ability and agility. You are one of the best passers and decision makers on the court, but you can only score within six feet of the basket. That's a mental block. That yeah. is for sure a mental Something block. Something else is happening. Yeah. yeah. He can do this. So anyway, Ben is learning how to shoot threes, and we're really proud of him for that. Yep. He should damn well be my dope person of the week for shooting that three ball. Shoot. He's not, but I mean, <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, lift shift gears and talk about some tricks. So his former teammate, um, Markel Foltz. Yes. he's He got traded during the trade deadline. He's Lots of trades home. happened during the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. There was Markel Fultz went to the uh, Orlando Magic. Yep. How do you think he's going to do down there? Honestly, I don't know. Because we haven't seen him play. And whatever is he's dealing with, I hope he's good. Does uh, that make sense? Like, I hope he's good. You know, it's funny because I feel like Stephen A keeps alluding to this and saying... The things that he has going on just beyond his shoulder are really hard. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I know what I don't it, know what it is. Yeah. And, and it, honestly, and it comes back to what I said before. It's none of our business. Sure. Right. Like, unless he wants it to be our business in the same way. Like, if I was going through something personal in my work, like I was going through something personal in my life. The only people that need to know are the people that need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. the people in my life, maybe my boss, and, like, because it may affect my work in certain ways, those kinds of things. But, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think something is, like, tough, and I don't know what it is, and I kind of want to know to understand him better, because I think people are just, like, writing him off as, like, this wash a of a, like, a bust of a first-round mm-hmm. pick. And, yeah. And yeah. I don't think that's what he is, obviously. I hope he does well. Yeah. Um, the big names who got moved around during the trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the Wizards acquired Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. Uh-huh. And some picks. Yep. That's... Th- thanks for... Thank you, Chicago Bulls, I guess. 
Yeah, they got rid of Jabari. Was not a good. No, that was a dumb. Like we've done some dumb, like dumb contracts with players. Like Carlos Boozer was one of them. This was another yeah. one where I was just like, these are just. But then you took on Otto Porter's contract. Yeah, and that's also I know it's not necessarily any better, but yeah. it's something. But we'll see. Seventy um, Sixers picked up. The Clippers' leading scorer, Tobias Harris. Yeah, what was that? They have all the guns now. <laughs> they are coming for it. All the Ben's shooting. We posted threes. about it. They got the hair. <laughs> Ben's shooting. Ben's attempting threes. Right. It's just they're like, we got ammunition. <laughs> Everybody needs to shoot. So yeah, their backcourt is Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris can both play the same role. Yeah, that's that's big. And, and, and I was kind of surprised that the that the Clippers did that because Tobias. Like he was your dope person a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? He was. And so to like, and not just because he was a good player. I mean, he's he's done other really good things, but like, I, that was not what I was expecting. I feel like the Clippers are doing everything they can to show the next group of free agents, mm-hmm. hey, look how good we are without you. Mm-hmm. If I get rid of our top scorer, like I got all this cap space, right? I got all this space right here. Yeah. So they can sign two max players right so the clippers are just yeah doc rivers has proven that he can lead a team right so question for you mm-hmm. well it's more of like so that for the folks that don't <clears throat> know because i i have a good understanding of it mm-hmm. every team has an allotted amount of money to pay players mm-hmm. right yeah and so that's what people talk about when it comes to cap space Yes. So what when we say cap space and we have like i'm trading this person who has a high number contract mm-hmm because if I do that, maybe I can get a Kevin Durant or right. a because who can who I can give two hundred million to, mm-hmm. you know, not just a two million dollar contract. Right, because you're gonna need those big bucks to get someone like him. Right? right. So yeah. So that's what. So when you hear so to the folks who don't understand, that's what that that's what we mean by cap space. It's like every every company has mm-hmm. a a salary pot right that they use to pay their employees. That's what we're talking about. So if you yeah, so an example, if a team has thirty million dollars of cap space, they have thirty million dollars unaccounted for. On that they could spend on on a free agent. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a Kevin Durant, Kevin's price tag is twenty seven million. Mm-hmm. So if you sign him for twenty seven, you only have three million left to play with. So, so you, you can more. buy some like bench players, mm-hmm. or uh, you can go over and buy like a like a fifteen million dollar player. But for the Mac, for going over your cap, your salary cap, there's a tax. There's a tax on it, and it's a heavy tax. And who has the heaviest tax right now? Is it the clip? No, I it's the Warriors. It's, no, I thought it was somebody the, else. It might be the Knicks. Hold on. No, uh, I don't think so. I'm not. Sh- wait, heavy. There was somebody. I just don't remember who. I don't know. I don't think it's the Rockets. Uh, luxury tax. NBA team. NBA team. We have how many times? Is it, okay, NBA team cap tracker spot track. We have cap maximum. Whoa, those are high numbers. Jeez, I wish I had money. Like that. <laughs> um. So we have luxury tax space, cap space, practical cap space. Um. I'm not. I'm gonna have to get back to you on this because these I, numbers I don't understand. Yeah, what I'm I, I at. feel. I felt like I thought I knew, but maybe I don't. So, jeez, no. I really think. Uh, this doesn't make sense. 
Well, we'll figure it out and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. This is very interesting. No, I, I genuinely... Well, I'm confused now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so in terms... Of, but players like... Teams like the Knicks and the Clippers this summer have a salary cap space enough around $60 million mm-hmm. where... Yeah, if you need two players who each make twenty-eight to thirty thousand, right, thirty million, you can sign both of them. So right. that's what we're talking about when we say gap space. Uh, Marcus All leaving Memphis. Yep. Wow. Yep. The end of an era. That number will be retired in Memphis. Yep. For sure. And now he's a he's a Raptor. Yep. For Jonas uh, Valanciunas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Knicks. Our Knicks. They waived two players. I'm sorry, our Knicks? Sorry. I'm, I'm good. The Knicks. James, <laughs> James Dolan's atrocity of a franchise. Jesus. Enos Cantor and Wesley Matthews. Mm-hmm. On their way, they, they got waived. They got traded, and then they got waived. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other big names. The Cavaliers made some trades. Yay. Yep. <laughs> and they're uh, still terrible. <laughs> uh, Zach Randolph got waived. And then we had... There's Didn't, one more... Uh, uh, that's about what's it. His, what's his face? Wesley Matthews signed with the Pacers. No, but for the Cavs, didn't uh, what's his name get traded? Delabdoa? No. Tattoos. Junior. Something junior? No. Oh, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. No. Thank you. He I didn't thought... get traded. And they're not going to waive him. Ooh, bleak. He wants out, and they're like, we are not. We doing anything with we're you. doing you're just staying where you are sir oh man that's a that's i'd love to be inside jr's head right now he has lots of feelings, you know I, feelings. I, I hope he's seen a therapist <laughs> i really do because his his last year has been really bad i mean the only thing i want to say about the trade deadline is that literally nothing happened with ad with anthony davis it's just a lot of back and forth between the lakers and the new orleans what pelicans you, whose fault is that what do you think? I'm listening to different things on different sides. I don't think there's anybody's fault. I think the Pelicans don't want to lose him. And so they're not going to... Like, they got a really good deal from the Lakers as far yeah. as first-round picks. Three, four really great players. Mm-hmm. And their counteroffer was something, apparent, like, according to reports, like, atrocious. Like, it was like... like they They also wanted... Magic's firstborn, LeBron's firstborn, <laughs> um, you know, everyone's firstborn. Season tickets. Season then tickets. They can scalp on StubHub. Absolutely. All, they wanted all of those. All like, the they, seats. they wanted every seat. They wanted, it was just like apparently something ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. That, they, that the Lakers were like, uh, no, but we're open to talking about something reasonable. Right. <laughs> um, so I think, I don't know how I, like, I understand taking your your young guns mm-hmm. and trading them so you can get an AD. I get that. I get why why logically that makes sense because you want to be a contender for the medal now, not yeah. a couple years from now. Especially if you're thinking about LeBron and you want to make Boo happy. Mm-hmm. I get all of that. I also think who you have right now is not mm-hmm. a bad... Mm-hmm. Like, they're not terrible. They're, they have Second LeBron, round. Second round. Right, but Le- LeBron has worked with worse, right? Yeah, he'll carry them. But he'll carry God, them, I mean, but that's exhausting. So much on his body. Exactly. And so I get it. I don't know if it's anybody's. I think if it's no one's fault, it's just how it played out. I think it's someone's fault. Who do you uh, think it's fault? I. Do you think I, it's the Pelicans? Oh, a while back, you asked on one of our casts, maybe it was the last one, mm-hmm. 
do you think it's reasonable to trade your entire team for one guy like and you this? Said yes. I said yes. Yeah. I want to clarify. When I said yes, the conversation was around trading Lonzo Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, and maybe one of the other young players like Zubac and like a first and, round pick. And, and Rondo was in there too. And Rondo. Yeah. And Stevenson Who, by the way, to send off a killed that last game with oh, the, yeah. with the Celtics. Buzzer beater. Yeah. Um, and Stevenson to take his his contract off the books and uh, trade it for Anthony Davis. I said yes because. You give LeBron and him time to work out chemistry, and then you have the salary cap space to sign another marquee guy in yeah. the summertime. It made, and everybody would have done it. Like Clay Thompson would have come down or whatever. Right. I made sense. Well, I said yes at the time because I thought we were talking about something like an actual deal. Right. The Pelicans, like to what you just said jokingly, like we, we were talking about, the Pelicans were not talking about doing a deal. Right. The Pelicans wanted to exhaust the lakers right and they were trying to dick them around dick them around yeah and just just play like silly ball with them right and anthony davis he and lebron and some other marquee top five players in the league like a Kawhi leonard yeah they get to call their shots a little bit and ownership i feel like by the pelicans not trading anthony davis right for to the Lakers, mm. the Lakers who offered them all of Literally, those all the things. players, gold. You do you know what you can do with those players on your team? You, yeah. you could do a lot right. with that caliber of team. If you got Kuzma, who's a nineteen and eight rebounds a game, right? Nineteen points, eighteen rebounds, and you got Ingram, who's a fifteen and ten, and you got Ball, who will give you a triple double if you need it. You can do a lot with that young player, but Alvin Gentry and that the the guys down there said, "We're not going to trade them to the Lakers because it's the Lakers because it's Magic and it's LeBron and it's, it's AD forcing the trade." Who is under the contract of Rich Paul, LeBron's agent? Yeah, they don't want us to come to basically like the mob. There's that, and I think they also want like they want the option to have like a Kyrie to like trade AD for a Kyrie or. A... So you think they wanted to hold out till Boston could trade? Yeah, but see, that's that's what reports have been saying. Anthony wouldn't. I don't think Anthony Davis would go to Boston unless Kyrie was there. Right, but it's not Anthony's choice. Yeah. When it comes to trade. yeah, but see, and that's, that's also so, and that, that it comes back to this question of like, do players can players have a say of where they go? Yeah, they're really trying to avoid giving those players that autonomy. But yeah. at the same time, if you're gonna trade him to Boston, the players you're gonna get back from Boston versus the Lakers, actually, you know what? I'd rather have the Boston players than the Laker players. I would. I would too. I would too. I would I'd too. rather give me a Jalen Brown, give me a Jason Tatum, and I'll give you and some draft picks. I'll give you this guy. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Mm. That's what I'm saying. They were really dicking around with the Lakers. Hardcore. No, they totally were. I mean, and that, that's what I'm like. It's no one's fault. It's just like a, it's a game. Like literally, people were. I was counting down the last like six hours. I'm like, is anything gonna happen? Anthony Davis got booed his first game back. Yeah. Well, make sure boos and cheers. Well, he played for I think the total of like whatever many minutes that he needed that was mandated that he had to play, yeah. and then sat him out the rest of like the third and fourth quarter. Right. So. I mean, but it, again, it comes back down to this notion of like Anthony Davis is not a loyal Pelican because like no, Anthony da- no one else is looking out for Anthony Davis but Anthony Davis and his team. He gave you seven years, and, and y'all you didn't. Got... And what did y'all do? Exactly. Although I will say, 
and I'm glad this was said on some of the things that I saw. Anthony Davis is culpable in some of this too because if you're that good, if you're that marquee, how is your team not making the playoffs? Like it's because he's not a leader. He's not a leader, he's and that's what he works well with LeBron. Right, because he doesn't. He's like, I know my what I do is what I do on the court. I don't mm-hmm. need like I need someone else to hype the the team up. I need someone yeah. else to give direction and things like that. You tell me to shoot, I'll tell you. You tell me where. He's, I'll t- I'll do yeah. it. He's twenty five, so he's got all this talent, but no leadership, and right. I think that works well with a LeBron James. And hopefully, he'll learn some leadership. Yeah, like along the way. Well, we don't care if he does or doesn't, but I hope he does because that's just good to have. Yeah, so in general, have, but I just you know. we just need rings. Like Dennis Rodman wasn't a leader, but he was a freak of a player. Uh, um, I just need some rings. Yeah, <laughs> just help me out. Seriously. Um, speaking of the Lakers, we'll do one more deep dive on the Laker podcast okay. today. The Laker um, podcast. Have you been seeing uh, Lavar Ball on these shows? No, because I tend to zone him out as much as I can. Because he's been pretty quiet this season. He I was has. really very like thankful for that. And then he started not becoming quiet this when vol- all the trade stuff started potentially happening. This volcano. Oh my God! What he has been going off, and we've been hearing rumblings of him saying, "I'd rather Lonzo play in Phoenix." Right, because he would be better there, or whatever. Right, yeah. whatever. On these shows and multiple shows he's gone on lately, he says, "I either want Lonzo traded, or I want Luke fired." And he is not shy about saying it. He says Luke Walton is a bad coach and Mm -hmm. not the coach for this team. He should be fired so my son can be better utilized. Or anyone's Brian Shaw, the assistant coach, to be the coach. And then they'll just win a championship like that. Snap of the fingers. Sure. And he's at Very Thanosy. If Luke Walton is gonna stay in this role, my son should be traded. So here's my thing with Lavar from the jump. I get that you love your kid. I get that you want what's best for your kid. I think I get, I love that you like ride hard for your child. There's so many dads who don't, you know, there's so many shit dads out there. And I'm glad that you love your kid so much that you want him to be the best because you think he's the best. That's awesome. That's great. That's good parenting. Little inflated but great parenting <laughs> you know i guess some would say delusional but it's okay better you know, positive it's, than it's, negative it's very positive i think of the times that i've had difficulty in my work mm-hmm. my mom and my dad i know think i'm awesome they also know that i'm flawed but they also know that like i work hard i'm good at my job you know that i'm a, like they may not understand the whole like everything that i do in my work but they know that but they know that they love me and they they are my cheerleaders. Right. When I'm having a difficult time at work, maybe my boss isn't getting me, maybe my employees aren't understanding, you know, me, maybe this like I'm having a tough time, my mom and dad are not inter- are not going to my boss or to somebody, my boss's boss to be like you need to fire this person so my daughter can thrive. Your parents don't do that. No, I have my parents do that. Oh, okay. I asked them. Is that, that is that is that how you how you gotten ahead? <laughs> it helps. It helps. Like my male privilege only gets me so far. Right. Right. So right. I need it's because you're also extra, black. That's why I need a bump. And is, do you have your white mom do it? My white mother calls in <laughs> and uses the PTA voice. Ah, uh, nice. And it helps. Your mom has a nice nice voice in general, but her PTA voice must be must be lovely. It lets you know uh, <laughs> we care, but we also mean business. Yes, <laughs> we. I understand what you're saying. But I need my son to thrive. 
So you need to fire his boss. Yeah. But do you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand why people are asking him because he is this like, he has become kind of a caricature character in this NBA narrative yeah. of Lon- of Lonzo Ball, right? And so I understand why people are asking him questions. So if we continue asking him questions, we're going to get nonsense like this. Stop asking him questions. Stop interviewing him. <laughs> Stop bringing him on. Stop bringing him I, on. I think. I honestly think he's delusional about two of his sons. I think he's right about Lonzo. Lonzo's I think Lonzo is talented. Good. Totally. Lonzo's good. And he, what I think he's delusional about with Lonzo is he straddles the line of entertainment and truth. I can't tell when he's being serious or when he's just being obnoxious. Right. So Shannon Sharp asked him, Blah blah blah. And so something came up, and he goes, "My son is the best player on the team. You cannot underutilize him." Hmm. And Shannon said, "I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's a different guy on your son's team by the name of uh, God. What is Kyle his Kuzman? name? No, it's um, a it's God. What Rondo. Rajon Rondo. No, there's it's it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, right." LeBron James. Oh, say more. Are you saying your son is better than LeBron James? <coughs> LeVar Ball goes, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord God. Let's let's all so, let's all bow our heads in a word so, of prayer for LeVar Ball. So Dear Jesus. I just I just it's when he says why? things like that where I was with <laughs> you, I was following you for so much of what you were saying. Right. I don't maybe like how you're saying what you're saying, but I get where you're coming from and where your perspective is on this objectively. Mm. But then you say something so stupid like that. That is dumb, dumb. That's not even just like dumb. That's dumb, dumb. I just, I just want to. And it makes me think of LeBron being in that locker room thinking his, my teammate's dad Mm. straight up made an ass of himself and his son and me as a byproduct. Mm. Can we fix this? Like, just fix this. All of this right here. This need. This is noise. Right. Um, LeBron doesn't need any of this. So anyway, but to uh, Le- I hope Lamelo also does not come in the league. Right. Lamelo is just not ready for pro basketball. Nope. Despite what Lavar thinks, his youngest son is just does not have the maturity to do. And the middle son, we all agree, is like probably going to be good in a basketball capacity elsewhere. But not professionally. Yeah. Um, so the family's got skills, but it's just this leadership from the father. I I like Lavar on a lot of business levels, but I just find so many of the things that he says just asinine. Yeah, and I think that's where I'm just kind of like stop. Like he's entertaining, right? right. But just stop. This is not. This is like. This is not helpful. And it's not just Luke Walton. He's publicly insulting Magic Johnson. Yeah. And Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss. And LeBron LeBron James, James, who is arguably the best player we've ever seen in our generation. I don't know what he's doing. Like, Like are you you kidding me that you think your son is better than... Is your son Zion? Because it's not. Interesting. Is your son potentially LeBron's kids? Because... His kids are pretty damn good, especially LeBron Jr. 
I, I wonder how he's gonna pan out. I, I wonder too. I mean, he looks good now, but what he is he? Good. What, what is he gonna look like later? Not like his daddy. Nip. Uh, well, that's Lavar Ball. We don't need to talk too much about him. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't want to talk about. That's that's all I really care to talk about. Me too. Nothing else is really popping up at me. I mean, I'm just excited for All Star Break, which is happening soon. Next week? Week after? It's soon. Uh, it's in February. What's today? The 11th. It's this weekend. <gasps> 17th. Mm-hmm. So Valentine's next, came a little late, but the, it's fine. The, <laughs> the next time we have this cast, we'll talk about the All-Star game. Oh, that'll be great. I'm so excited for All-Star this. All-Star weekend. Let's do this. All right, let's talk about some dope people. All right, let's do it. Let's go and do it. All right, folks, welcome to our third segment of Dabbling Dribbling, which is our dope people of the week, where we... Uh, where each of us pick one person or peoples, sometimes we've done peoples, um, that have done something dope this week or just in general is dope in general. Um, I said general a lot. That that was that was not good English. Um, so I believe, Alex, you are first. Who is your dope person of the week? First time All-Star. Oh. And first NBA All-Star to derived from the NBA G League. G League. The Development League. Okay. Formerly called the D League for Development, right. now called the G League because it's sponsored by Gatorade. Yep. Uh Chris Middleton. First of all, I did not know the G League thing. Mm-hmm. The Gatorade thing. Thank you for enlightening me. Capitalism. Lovely. But uh Chris Middleton, awesome. Okay. As Giannis calls him cash money. Okay. Uh, so I just wanted to give him a shout out and say congrats as being the first player to ever come out of the development league mm-hmm. to become an all-star. Six years later, he was drafted. That's wild. 2012, he was drafted by the Pistons. Huh. And then he went to play some G League games down in Fort Wayne, Indiana, mm-hmm. his rookie season, and then made his way back up to Detroit and was traded pretty soon after to the Bucks. Mm. And then the Bucks. six years later, he's worked himself into a position where he is uh, an all-star. That's amazing. So, yeah. I mean, shout out to... He's from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He went to Texas A&M where he played ball from 2009 to 2012. Wow. Okay. Before he got drafted to the Pistons. And, you know, now he is a Buck all-star with Giannis. The That's... only two players in the East uh, from the same team. Yeah. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. And I wonder... I mean, to work your way up from the G League is, you know, no, like... It's not easy. Yeah, it's not like some, like, oh, they just did it. It's like, it's work. It takes it takes energy. And a, it lot takes... Of, a lot of players feel like you go to the G League, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like where you stay. Yeah. Like, you don't ever really don't get ever... the call. You're like, hoping that, for the call. It's like that, Lake, that Laker that we, who's our dope person. Like, Gray Mamba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who, like, came from the G League, from the Lakers G League, mm-hmm. and, like, stepped in... Last last game. season for a game and right. did very well. Very, I think he had twenty points. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's he he's proven the trend that you can do that sort of thing. And actually, forty percent of the league's players have played in the G League. Yeah. Forty percent. That's a lot of that's a lot of humans. They don't always get a lot of playing time. Right. But some players did play in the G League. Yeah, and then a lot of people who play in the G League don't make a lot of money. Oh, they have jobs. Yeah, great. Great Mamba was a teacher. Yep. So they have jobs. You yeah. have to. Um, and then you know we have players who come from overseas. We have players who come out of high school or they do yeah. one year and then they come. You hear about those star players, but for the Chris Middletons of the world, 
Shout out to y'all doing the hard, hard work. Yeah. And to be an author. That's cool. That's great. Great, great dope person. So uh, my dope person this week is Belcalis Merlenes Almanzar. Who's that? That is better also known as the 26-year-old uh, Cardi B. Um, I know we had just talked about her, but her name is, if you didn't know, is Belle Calise. Um, And I wanted to make her my dope person. I know we talked about her for a minute to eventually talk about love because this is weirdly our Valentine's episode. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I forgot that Valentine's Day was this week. Oops. Um, mm-hmm. No reason to remember it. Um, and so... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Anyway. Oh, my. I'm fine, guys. What I want to say is that the reason why Cardi is my dope person, as I mentioned, she is the first female solo artist to get rap album of the year as a Grammy. And I'm really... I think she's been a dope person for like the year of 2018 into 2019 because she has continued to endure some BS from her man, (laughs) from the world. He's sorry, bro. <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> um, from other female artists, specifically Nicki, uh, Nicki Minaj, um, and the Nicki stands, the barbs can come attack me. I don't care. I am correct. You are wrong. Nicki's trash. I'm Nikki, sorry. I'm like, Nicki, please. I used to really be team Nicki, and yeah, she is just no, trash. It's just not cute. It's not a cute Her look. Her attitude is so toxic. On, on, and, it's, and it shows, like, for me, when I see someone like a Missy Elliott, a Remy Ma, a Lil Kim looking at the crown that is on Cardi B's head and fixing it and being like, we're proud of you. That's what women should be doing for other Mm. women. Not being like, nah, I'm the best. You suck. Like none of that. Like that is just BS. And that is what people, if it's just for the ratings and entertainment, sure. But like Cardi has always been from the jump. When she, even in her love and hip hop days, when she had messed up teeth and all those things, when mm-hmm. she was a stripper, mm-hmm. she has always been a girl from the Bronx. Her dad, for those of you who don't know, her dad is Dominican. Her mom is Trinidadian. She was raised in the Highbridge neighborhood of South Bronx, and she spent most of her time with her paternal grandmother's home in Washington Heights. So she's a New York chick from from the jump, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, she's beautiful. She has a beautiful daughter. We, I think, we've seen maybe one picture of her. She's they, she kind of they kind of keep. Um, culture. culture kind of to herself mm-hmm. um, she was a member of the Bloods when she was growing up mm-hmm. a, a gang so that's why she calls her, her Cardi B gang the Barty gang instead of the Cardi because you know the Bloods they say everything with a B instead of Cardi gang it's the Barty gang oh is that what they do yeah they don't say the C they don't say anything with C on it because of Crips yeah you don't I'm sorry. It's been a minute. It's been a while. I just want to say, I'm like, engaged do, in this should, conversation. I, I, should I take your black card I, away? I know, I know <laughs> like, a limited amount of gang knowledge from growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. interested in, in that culture tangentially, but like, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um. So, and she, you know, she was, she's been in abusive relationships. She's gone through poverty. Um, she became a stripper was a positive. She says that being becoming a stripper was a positive in her life in many ways. Cause it saved her from a lot of things. Like when she started stripping, she went back to school. So she went, she went to, uh, the borough of Manhattan community college before she eventually like dropped out, but she gained her popularity because of social media. She put in like videos that were viral as well as, um, mixtapes and stuff and people thought she was going to be a nobody because she was some reality show like reality show ho trying to make it as a rapper right and that's clearly 
not what happened but she basically in 2015 joined the vh1 reality tv show love and hip-hop new york um in that was like i think their season six um show and kind of just blew out from there she was a breakout star people loved her they thought she was funny um and her mixtapes and everything like she was just who she was she's always been who she was she uh and who she is and you know she talks about how she had messed up teeth and she she got money she got to fix her teeth you know like these things that like in poverty she wasn't able to accomplish and she was and she is now and for her to win invasion of privacy that album has amazing songs front front to back some are some are better than others and some may be like no i thought it was trash that's opinion right but like it definitely was good it was a great album well deserving um and she's been so gracious about she's been so she's so grateful she's not taking what this win for granted Mm -hmm. and she she says she shares this win with mac miller because mac miller's family was invited to the grammys Mm. which was like kind of effed up of the academy to do that to bring the family and not have him win like because he's dead right but uh mac miller's family was like if mac didn't win like we want cardi to win and cardi's like i share this win with mac like this is she's very like just grateful and thankful and just so humbled by all the love that she's getting and she's really trying to not get the negativity to her because to this moment i don't think i thought that was my phone i don't think nikki has said said a word and i am not shocked by it no of course not so no that's that's not who she is yeah um sorry i just realized something but anyway um but yeah so cardi uh, Belle Calise is my oh and the other thing her sister came out as I believe lesbian or bi and she was super accepting of it and uh, has been and has and Cardi has also has said problematic things about the LGBTQ community and has outright come out and said I'm sorry for the dumb stuff that I've said in the past I know better now I'll do better that's all I want that's really just, nice just you know apologize for real not for fake Aww. It's, it's not that hard she's a human she's a human <laughs> dang I like Cardi I like I her I could too. not be friends with Cardi but I appreciate her yes I. that's fine you don't have to be friends with her yeah I mean we just man that she would annoy me so much <laughs> what if I started acting like Cardi god <laughs> she's so extra I don't think there's an introverted introverted bone in her body I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I think know. that's the persona that she gives off, right? She may be like super introverted at home. You just don't know it. God. But what do I know? I don't. I'm just happy for her. I am too. Through she works. She works very hard. Yep. So uh, I think that's our episode, don't you think? I think that's it. All right, folks. Make sure, like from the uh, from the top of the episode, that you are following. Did you Sorry. just burp in front that of? That was not a belch. <laughs> that was, I had a tickle in my throat, and I do this thing where sometimes I can do like it. exercise. What the hell is that? It's just an exchange of air between my mouth and like my lower throat i can't do it i don't know what you're doing that's it's so like weird. scratching my esophagus <laughs> like from the inside so weird that's so weird <laughs> anyway like the top of the episode make like sure a warthog. <laughs> um make sure you are uh following us on all our social media platforms and subscribe to our podcast um before we end off any wise words to say alex hmm if your love language is gift giving, I can't stand make you. sure that the things you own don't end up owning you. I cannot. Okay. Well, folks, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.